Hello and welcome to the Hespect MMA podcast, where we cover MMA's hottest headlines, fight card bouts, fighter drama, discuss fight predictions, media giants, and basically all things MMA related. Made by fans, for the fans. This is your host, Hespectful Keith, and I'd love for you to come and join me here, often visited by special guest and best friend of mine, codenamed Throblow as we share our memories, takes, and opinions on the frequently changing landscape that is MMA. Now, without further ado, let's MMA and chill. Good evening, everybody. It is Hespect MMA coming back at you. This is Hespectful Keith. We're waiting on Throblo to come on in. It's um, March 11th today, 2011. Hope everyone is doing... Oh, 2011, 2021. Sorry, just had an extremely large meal. It's delicious. Got a little food coma. Um, but anyways, I hope everyone's been doing good during, throughout the week. And uh, speaking of the week, I want to introduce the underdog of the week, Kennedy. Um, I'm not going to try and even say that last name. <laughs> but he defeated Carlos Olberg. He was a plus 205 underdog, and Carlos was a minus 245 favorite. He got finished in the second round. Check it out if you didn't. Very amazing fight. Also, uh, I just wanted to uh, quickly... Sorry. Yo! What's up, man? That's no, all good. It's all good. It's kind of just doing the underdog of the week intro there. Okay, yeah. How you doing? I'm pretty good, man. How's the uh, how's the the little bunsum? He's been home for a little <laughs> bit now, right? Yeah, yeah. He's with his grandma right now, so nice. he's doing good. Just been chilling. Solid. Yeah. Funny kid, though, man. Well, I mean, he knows, like, exactly three hours after, after he eats, he just starts crying again. Like, it's like clockwork. Kind of, yeah, man. It's like clockwork. <laughs> it's very it's punctual. Weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Like, I went to go check on him uh, a couple of hours ago. Right when I got up to the top floor there, he started crying. <laughs> like, like, oh, right, I hear someone. They're nearby now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, so, yeah, I, I shouted out the, our underdog of the week, uh, Kennedy. Uh, I'm not going to say his last name. The guy that oh, yeah. I KO'd, Carlos Olberg. Yeah, he was a uh, plus 205 underdog. So, shout out to him. And uh, the honorable mention, you can probably guess, went to Yan Blackowitz. Oh, yeah. yeah. 90 against Izzy uh, Adesanya. Now, did you know uh, the biggest underdog, if she had won... Would have been uh, Megan Anderson. She was actually a uh, plus six hundred seventy-five. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, man, it's crazy. And, and uh, she man, gets cut after the loss. <laughs> I know, cut or some kind of falling out happens. Yeah, I mean, they, it's not like they have, you know, a fully fleshed out one hundred forty-five pound division right now, anyway. Yeah. So yeah, she claimed that the the brass informed her that the featherweight division was going to be dis dissolved, and then someone from the brass was like, "No, no, that's it's not what we uh, said." So I don't I don't know if like 
there was a miscommunication or someone someone line. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe. I mean, I'd like to see them just putting on more 145-pound fights. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think there absolutely has to be a champion immediately after Nunes, you know, vacates it or retires. I mean, yeah, I'd just... be completely fine with just having a division, right, where <laughs> they have a couple of fights or at least one every other card or something like that. That way you actually start to recognize the names that are above the bantamweight. Yeah, and there's... There's no rank board. <laughs> yeah, there isn't. That's what I mean, right? Like the the 125 filled up really quick because there's a lot of you know fighters that wanted to go up from 115 and down from 135, right? Yeah. But they'll probably need to bring in other fighters from different divisions, maybe even different sports, right? To make that 145 pound division work. Yeah, it's or just, promotions. It's seemingly thin for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean there are a lot of. Uh, fighters out there that are at that weight mm-hmm. i mean maybe because they pull a lot of their talent from invicta and yeah. what is invicta does have a 145 doesn't it i'm not uh yeah kayla harrison actually competed there recently okay yeah well seems like they would have a steadier pool of fighters yeah but i, don't I mean know, like they just it's, it's the the eyes that like maybe they're seeing something like okay they're not ready for the big stage yet i don't know no offense yeah yeah i mean you know like to uh, fill out anyway <laughs> uh, did you know they're they're actually think they both train at uh att kayla harrison and uh, amanda nunes oh really yeah. yeah so like they are aware of each other and uh, amanda into like one of the post-fight interviews she's like you know, if our paths cross, then uh, then we'll we'll be ready to fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta do the job, right? Yeah, so uh, no bad blood there. She's just ready to scrap. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, also want to do something a little new. Uh, fastest finish shout out to uh, I don't I forgot how to pronounce his name, but Euros Medic. Utikiyot, Elon Cruz in one minute and forty seconds in the first round of their fight. Okay. Yeah, that is was, that a prelim, right? Yeah, that was in the uh, early print prelims. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anybody listening, they should definitely. I recommend all the fights in the early prelims. They were basically all finished, right? Were they? Uh, I think so. Yeah, Yuris Medic, Amanda Limos, Trevin Jones. Uh, Trevin Jones started. He. Uh, Set the tone for the card. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, that Medic Cruz one, that one is the one that I remember. <laughs> there was just so many shots. <laughs> yeah, man, that guy's fast as fuck. But yeah, you were saying? Yeah, all, all those fights, yeah. Check them out, people, the early prelims fight. But but uh, barring the Tim Elliott fight. <laughs> Did you happen to hear about Tim Elliott accusing uh, his opponent, Jordan Espinosa, of uh, being a woman beater? While while they were fighting, really? Yeah, <laughs> I did not uh, did not hear that. <laughs> yeah, man, he's like he's uh, on top control, um, uh, Elliot, and he's like, "You you hit her? You a woman beater? You a woman beater?" And they caught on the the cam, and the commentator was like, "Ooh, uh, he, he's talking to him." They didn't want to address <laughs> yeah. it directly. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to have your commentators mentioning that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So apparently, like an ex-girlfriend or like some old friend of Espinosa's messaged Tim Elliott, 
uh, before the fight and told him something in, in relation to getting hit by him by Espinosa or something. I didn't really look, in, really look into it. Yeah, that I didn't hear about that. That's <laughs> that's a you know unusual thing to happen in the fight. Uh, spicy, Tim Elliott getting spicy in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, all right. So let's go into our uh, UFC 259 review, uh, the breakdown our, and our prediction. Uh, one more note. Um, you know Kai Kara France? Did you see his finish too? Over, oh, man, uh, that's probably my favorite fight of the night. Yeah, man. That was an awesome oh, performance goodness. by both guys. Great bounce back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I went in thinking it was just a straight-up grappler-striker match. Yeah. But... Uh, Bontorin, he was he was getting the better of the stand-up before it went down. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, you know, Kai Kara France, he did everything right. He kept the weight on the foot when he had the uh, the leg uh, triangle around him. Yeah, yeah. He kept attacking the hands at the right times. I mean, it was an awesome showcase by both guys. And then that three-hit finish, that was just flawless. It reminds me of what Cerrone did to Rick Story, where he ended it with the kick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just, just super uh-huh. clean. Yeah, man. I, I remember how uh, how hyped up I was for Rick's story back in the day. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I just can't seem to break through, and now he doesn't seem to be active enough for whatever reason. I mean, he's one of those names where you see it, right? It's it's a recognizable name. Mm-hmm. Another one yeah. of the many names. But yeah, let's uh, move into our review. Flyweight 125. Serve up a third shot to the gut for all the uh, Joby fans out there, you know? Yeah. Askar- Askarov uh, taking the W over Joby. Yeah, that one uh, That one hurt a little. Yeah. Were there any surprises for you as a Joby fan? Uh, I, I was a little surprised with his strategy. I mean, he came in just swinging heavy with the majority of what he was throwing, right? <laughs> and then when it got down to the... You know the last uh, the last round where you know basically you need a knockout. He was already doing what he needed to do in the third round, so there's kind of no win at that point. Yeah, I mean uh, Benavides, he he just loves throwing hands. Obviously, yeah, he absolutely but, uh, does. I thought he'd have enough uh, of the grappling defense on point to kind of keep Askar off, and uh, he really uh, he was just able to control Joseph on the ground. Had a lot of good tosses and trips and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dude's pretty serious. Yeah, he absolutely is. And they uh, during the the commentary, I remember they were mentioning a lot of uh, a lot of points towards his uh, how Askarov is deaf and how oh, it affects okay. his fighting and things like that. Mm-hmm. And you know that's a, that's a really interesting side of things, right? How uh, how it's just kind of you in there. He can yeah. barely hear the crowd or his coaches during the fight and things like that. It's just as I mean, it, in. yeah. I mean, it clearly seems to be working for him, and it's like Nick Newell, right? People perceive it as a disability, but you live your whole life like that. That's just life for you, and it's crazy mm-hmm. how uh, he seems like he's a future contender right now. Yeah, it seems to be like um, if anything, it gives him extra concentration, right? Yeah, you yeah, see that attitude he gave him when uh, Joseph uh, accidentally gave him a low blow? He was like, all right, what, what the hell, man? <laughs> no, nah, I, I don't remember that part, but uh, that's hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> he looked to the ref. He's like, hey, 
you're gonna call that and then they just kept fighting <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to what he does next i mean he's he's got a few names right the draw yeah. to moreno benavidez mm-hmm. pantosha tim elliott yeah i i think he's probably in line for probably the winner of moreno and figueredo uh, what do you think maybe too early i mean he's right there at number two right uh when's uh moreno and figueredo fighting again I, I do think they scheduled it, or maybe I'm thinking a little preemptive here, but they're 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 going to. It's inevitable. So any anyone has anyone else has to wait. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely, you know, the fight to make. But I think maybe one more. One I more, mean, okay. Yeah, Who did you I put mean, up against. As far as right now, mm-hmm. I think just about anyone. You know, in the the top five, he already beat two top five opponents. Yeah, so just kind of cement himself right up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm looking at it right, I'm looking at it right now. It's June. Mm-hmm. Moreno Figueredo two. Oh, that's a, that's yeah. A so away. I mean, that's yeah. uh, it's quite a while away from now. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, he even though he immediately started off with some stiff competition, three wins. Seems like. Uh, I mean, it depends. It's up to him. I, I I agree that, you know, I wouldn't object him getting a title shot right away, but I'd like to see him fight again. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he definitely anybody, held his own anybody. in the stand-up against, even though, you know, the grappling was a major threat the entire time. He definitely, yeah. you know, proved he had good hands against one of the better strikers. One point that uh, Joe made that I completely agree with in, in much humor is like, He's not like a, a physical specimen, right? Just he looks like a very normal man, but he's just like <laughs> extremely skilled. He's uh, got surprising strength, and uh, yeah, he just imposed his will on uh, Joseph Benavides. But uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I, if he decides to wait, I, I mean, he's got that um, that split uh, draw with Moreno in t- 2019, right? Yeah, yeah. So if he wants to wait. I mean, maybe Moreno wins. Maybe he gets. Oh, but but if Moreno wins, then Figgy's gonna get a rematch. You think so? <laughs> I don't know. I think if Moreno wins, they might give it to Askarov. But yeah. if I mean, it seems like either way, Askarov, he's number two right now. Mm-hmm. Benavides was number two before uh, before the fight, and yeah, he dropped down three spots. Yeah, and he uh, he just or he previously beat the number three right now. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the only choice is number two, or you skip over him for uh, Alex Perez, right? Yeah, unless yeah. Cody is still hell bent on making one twenty five. <laughs> no man, stop with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Everybody, just stop talking about it. It's time He's to just come gotta home, do his business at one thirty five. <laughs> He's got plenty of fights up there. I know. But anyway, it's yeah, I super hot out there. I'd like to see him fight again, mm-hmm. just because uh, he's very, very entertaining, very skilled. You yeah. know, uh, I just want to see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I like that uh, Pantoja matchup you're talking about. Maybe those guys will throw down. Yeah. Oh, he already beat him. Oh, he did. Yeah, oh, Alex Perez was the other name on the board that he didn't. Okay. Okay. That's what I was saying. Oh. Maybe him and. I don't know if Alex Perez is scheduled already, but yeah, I didn't hear anything. That's there. 
Yeah, that's a good one. But yeah, uh, going on over that, uh, Kyler the Matrix Phillips cruises to a unanimous decision victory over Song Yudon. This time with no controversy. <laughs> <laughs> Any takes uh, from this fight with you? Uh, it was entertaining as hell. Yeah, man. Two bouncy, <laughs> bouncy strikers, right? There was a couple takedowns mm-hmm. for uh, Phillips, but. Took I mean, some I good think, shots too, Song, man. Yeah, Just yeah, definitely. I think mm-hmm. Song was a little too forward in motion, like they mentioned a few times. Yeah, but he just wants to finish, yo. <laughs> yeah, he's literally just here to throw down. And I mean, he, he has a good uh, record right now still, even with the loss for the UFC. Yeah, he'll definitely bounce back from that. Yeah. Super tough guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely... Uh, Definitely looking forward to his next fight. Yeah. But yeah, that uh that fight just played out. Bruiser versus uh Technique. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's Kyler what it was. Living up to the nickname, The Matrix. <laughs> yeah, I mean Kyler Phillips beating uh, a ranked opponent and getting his name on the board now, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's fourteen now. Um what do you think next for him? I would say take it slow. You know, that was a really good performance, but one thirty five is very hot right now. Yeah. Um uh, my, my like he's, the, uh... he's very bouncy too. He's, you know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Fifteen fights, he looked good, but twenty-five is a different story. I, I think he, uh, I think he could use some more growth before, before trying to jump into like the top ten, top five, or calling out or anything like that. For I'd, sure, I'd like to see another fight against pretty much anyone. Mm-hmm. Well, you got uh, Vera at fifteen there. I don't know if he's been scheduled with it, with anyone, but that that would be a good one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, another entertaining fighter, right? Very skilled, very technical. You know, mm-hmm. he's got a really interesting strategy of the how he bounces around, and he's got a lot of wheel kicks and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd I'd like to see him fight just because he seems like a very entertaining fighter. Yeah, can't wait to see more of him. And yeah. and like yeah, he hardly was... um, showcased his offensive grappling, which uh, which in the previous bouts, like if you see it. He's, he's pretty good on the ground as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, very, very technical. He didn't overplay anything, even though he was winning a lot of the stand up. You know, mm-hmm. he he managed the spacing really well with his uh his movement. I mean, I'm I'm very much looking forward to his next fight, regardless of who it's against, ranked or not. For sure. Yeah. Definitely uh we'll I think we'll see him climb slowly. Yeah, yeah. I mean he's Song Yudong, they mentioned, was 23 years old, right? That's very young. Mm-hmm. I think he's not much older. They mentioned just a couple years, I think. Yeah, I think uh, Kyler's 25 or something. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's in a really good spot. You know, take your time, develop that game. Mm, a lot of room for growth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, on from that, the other Bantamweight match, Dominic the Dominator Cruz gets it done. Against Casey Cannon. And uh, <laughs> he said it was going to be by split decision. And it was by split decision. <laughs> Is that exactly what I, what I said? <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> You're like, Casey Cannon is going to land a couple. And that's going to be what sways one of the judges. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. And that's that's exactly what happened. I mean, <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> How often does MMA math play out, right? This is one perfect example. <laughs> I know, freaking hilarious. Oh, man. 
I'm glad though. I'm glad Dominic Cruz got back on the board. Yeah, for the most part, it played out in the way that uh, it usually does for Cruz in yeah. very Cruz fashion. Yeah, Casey definitely landed a lot of strikes. That guy is like really good at closing the distance. Yeah, yeah, he is. I mean, the the first round, the footwork, you know, the movement and the the randomness of Cruz's strategy, it did him good. But the second round was was probably the one more than likely that Casey won on all three cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he started getting the timing a bit more down in the second one. Yeah, and then that's when he started implementing the wrestling and everything like that because I guess Casey was in the stand-up mindset. He wasn't expecting the first couple. Yeah, and that that's the problem when uh, you're just going to try and do stand-up with Cruz. Yeah. And he's always trying to mix it up. If he sees an opening, he's going to take it. Yeah. Just, I mean, uh, that's exactly what happened, ahead. right? I mean, the... The last takedown, I think, what, 40 seconds left or something like that, top control, mm -hmm. it definitely cinched up the round. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful uh, performance by Cruz. Yeah, one yeah. Thing I noticed, uh, oh, go oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you first. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, you know, big uh, big learning point for Kenny. Oh, yeah, he's going right? to take so much from that. Yeah, that's a, that's a big way to... Because uh, he was cruising to potentially winning. 40 seconds yeah. of uh, of stand-up, 50 seconds maybe, I think it was, somewhere between there. I mean, that's that's a lot of time to, to you know, impose your athleticism, right? Your your energy and everything, dump everything out. Yeah, and he, he did it, like, super good. Dom, like, uh, I, I was scared a couple times, and they did mention, like... It's good that he has a chin when he needs it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, footwork yeah. aside, he does have a good chin. And the only time I think uh, he was knocked out was uh, by a perfectly timed knee, right? Right on the jaw. Yeah, by Cahuto. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Cahuto, I... isn't he? Didn't... Okay, well, you know what? That's another topic. <laughs> you, you, we were talking about Casey Kenny. You, uh, you were about to say something? About the performance? Oh no, no! I love this performance. Just you know, it's Cruz, right? Uh, one, I was saying that in uh, his interviews with Cruz, I noticed he really says nowadays that he got he gets hit more than he'd like to be. Like, uh, and that's that's a common thing in his post-fight interviews, right? right now, then, and you know, it's hard to deny. He's he's thirty-six, right? Multiple yeah. uh, knee surgeries, ligament injuries, all that. So. That attributes to the loss of the pep in the step, but that's scary. It's scary that he yeah. keeps mentioning that after his fights. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. what do you what do you think about? Uh, do you think he's in a position to make another title run, or do you think he's just trying to stack a few wins before retirement on a good note? I think he still wants the title, but he's just playing it right. You know, he he knows he knows how to push himself. And yeah. he has a story with some of the top contenders, right? And and he's a good talker. Yeah, so. he he's definitely he's always been, you know, one of the more intelligent all across the board in every aspect, right? Yeah, so he'll he'll make the right move when he sees it. Yeah, you he, know, even even me as a fight fan, uh, Dominic Cruz, hardcore fight fan. I don't I don't know what his next move is. <laughs> no, I've, you never know. I mean, it could be a quick turnaround. It could be you know, another two years, and then he fights some random newcomer that's 5 to 10, oh, quickly rising, it, right? I mean, <laughs> you never know. How about, how about Aldo? 
Let's have Cruz versus Aldo. Oh, damn. That would be a good that? one. I would like that one. Because Aldo, but, his, his stance is so tight, right? It's so... Yeah, yeah. It's so compact and ready, whereas Cruz is always like just, just flowing like an octopus with eight legs or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, or Edgar, the 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 vets man. Those yeah, that would be a really good there. one. I'd love to see uh, see the two of them, because I mean, a lot not not anyone, or I mean, favor, but not a lot of people try to. Lately, have tried. It's really so difficult talking about Cruz because you say lately and lately is like two, three fights. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, no one ever tries to offensively wrestle against Cruz. I think Edgar, you know, he'd, he'd have some of that in his mind. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Cruz, yeah. though, he's crafty. He knows how to kind of like shift out of the the way of uh, someone's like kind of body weight when they're trying to go for his hips and stuff. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is his movement too, right? If you're shooting for a takedown, he's more than likely already moving. So more yeah, movement, yeah. you know, it's more momentum to get out of the way and kind of switch like uh, or force your opponent to go to for a single leg when they try to shoot for a double or something like that, be at an awkward angle. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's really good at uh, countering that and kind of just keeping it in his zone. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what he did to to Kenny for the first and last round. Yeah, so uh, fight fandom aside, he did happen to call out the uh, Monster Energy Executive, Hans Mollenkamp, for a charity MMA fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I remember Joe Rogan saying, uh, okay, it's getting a little political here. Thank you, whatever, whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Trying yeah. to tie it all up. Yeah, so uh, I, I looked into it a bit. Apparently, he's implying that uh, Mullencab was uh, trying to use threat bargaining tactics to kind of like get crews to do stuff. Like the quote was, when you try to force me and you text me that if I don't comment on your page, if I don't give you an interview, that you're going to take what pays my bills. What are we doing? Monster sponsors me, not you. So this was a call out because he calls himself a pro fighter. And he's 100 pounds heavier on me. We can make this a charity event. Monster picks the charity and we scrap it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, so, who, is, uh, who is the uh, the guy he's trying to fight? What's his name? Uh, Hans Mollenkamp. Apparently some kind of uh, monster energy executive that also trains MMA. He's a heavyweight. I'm going to Google this right now just to... Just well, I think uh, if it's safe to say if uh, things continue to be a perfect universe in, in the world of Dominic Cruz. A professional <laughs> with no professional fights on his record? <laughs> no. But yeah, in, in the perfect universe of uh, Dom Cruz, his next match will probably be a heavyweight. <laughs> <laughs> BJ Penn versus Leona Machida over here. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> is, I oh, mean, man. what Six is he going to do? Is he going to walk in at like one... 60 at the most Who knows? do some izzy shit <laughs> yeah i mean that that is uh, that is absolutely hilarious i mean imagine it was just a show of some kind joe rogan yeah trying to hastily you know end the end the interview probably had some awareness <laughs> <laughs> probably super yeah. awkward for him <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's funny how he just shut it down too yeah uh, but yeah, all right. Uh, into the main card of UFC 259. Uh, we also chose different sides of the fence for this uh 
It's a coin flip of a matchup. <laughs> Alexander Rakic, who uh, got the UD over uh, Tiago Santos. Yeah. Yeah. Another heartbreaker for Santos fans. All right. We want the Santos who fought John Jones back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't know you, seem, you seem just, uh, he didn't throw enough, kind of. That happens with power strikers, right? They they always have that one fight of hesitancy. Yeah, that that's unfortunate. You know, and, and you know, definitely shows some love to Rakic, who you know, good game plan. Uh, yeah. Basically, uh, did what he did to uh, Anthony Smith, right? Just like that's how you deal with a dangerous guy, I guess. Spe- especially for Alexander, you know, Diego, if he hits you clean. Yeah, probably uh, wake up with the uh, you know the people in your face. <laughs> yeah, like, more than likely. I mean, it's yeah. it, a lot of the a lot of the fights tonight were because of intelligence, right? It was because of a well executed game plan against a dangerous opponent. Yeah, that, that's uh that's how a lot of the fight went, or a lot of, a lot of the fights tonight went. Yeah, some some or a lot of people would probably say not fan friendly, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I I absolutely loved this uh, this card from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. There was there was not a fight I was disappointed, or there was not two fights I was disappointed with. Yeah, and I'm always on the side of uh, longevity. Right? Yeah, just throw yeah, the I mean, out the window, man. Early the stoppage, technique. late stoppage. I'll pick a, an early stoppage, right? Random, this and that. You know, fighter safety is dangerous enough without adding more to the fact that you're literally going into combat, right? The objective is the head and the body, yeah, right? Exactly. That's, that's dangerous enough. Nowadays, the calves, mm-hmm. <laughs> the knee, <laughs> the oblique kick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, shit stirs the pot. So I'm cool with that, but, uh, no, they're, they're, those fights were amazing. I, uh, so dominant by Alexander and, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy when you're able to uh, force a guy that powerful down like that. You know, Glover yeah. did it too. Other guys, they're not able to do it, man. They get, they get, they go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> they mean, go night, night. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta maintain your focus for as many rounds as they are. Right? That's that's super difficult. When mm-hmm. uh, when you not only have to have the output to stifle his offense, but also stay focused during all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this win, uh, uh, it bumps him up to rank two, right? So now he's below contender uh, Glover Tex Shara. Um, yeah, and he said he'll wait another six months. He, he wants six months of rest uh, after he beat Izzy. We'll get to that. But uh, yeah, if you're Glover, uh, six months break and then a fight camp. Could be a, a fight in the later part of 2021 if he waits for Jan. I don't know. What's the play here if you're Glover? I think uh, Glover... He's absolutely going to wait for the title shot. I think he's 100% the next contender. Mm-hmm. And uh, anything, <laughs> unless Alexander uh, Rakic decides to have, you know, a super quick turnaround and immediately beat another top contender like Reyes or Jiri, mm-hmm. right? Or Ankalaev, he, he, uh, he may be able to put on such a massive performance, maybe on the next pay-per-view card or some high-profile night, right? Unless some random miracle fight lines up for Rakic, I think 
Glover Tajira is the next one, regardless of when it happens. Five, six, seven, eight months. That's probably what's happening. Okay. Yes. I, I think, think he'll I, Yeah, for... I mean, I saw part of an interview or, you know, uh, a quote from an interview where Glover was saying he understands the situation. He's the number one contender. He uh, He's 41 years old. This is his final run. You know, yeah, this is his, his opportunity, true. right? And he's going to play it right. If he can get some rest in and then do a full camp way ahead of time, right? That's that's the perfect situation for him. Man, what a beast. That guy just... Yeah. He knows the uh, right one to kill, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely one of the more intelligent fighters in the 205 right now. Yeah, him and his camp, they just put together great game plans and they capitalized on his strengths. Hell yeah. Like, his, his run before John Jones was just you, you you thought he was gonna be the one man. He's just he's that good and he's continued to be that good. It's it's, uh, it's great. Lovers a throwback. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know now that we're talking about him man, that guy has seen light heavyweight really change over the years. I have have some names that he shared the octagon with. Uh you'll you'll notice a commonality here. So Rumble Johnson. Okay. Alexander Gustafson, Jones, Corey Anderson, Shaw Evans, Phil Davis, Ryan Bader, Rampage Jackson. All those guys are gone now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they absolutely are. Yeah. <laughs> what a crazy career for Glover, man. So big respect to him, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for, for the longest time, you know, those those massive lunchbox fists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like man. he's got the I don't know what's going on. They got to make custom gloves for him or what, but he's got some <laughs> massive power in his hands and it only takes one clean shot. First round yeah. or fifth round. Yeah, man, and, that guy's powerful. Yeah, I mean, and it's a tough call because, you know, lunchbox fists or uh, a hearty meat and <laughs> potato-based diet. <laughs> yeah, man. I can't wait for that one. Yeah, that's, that's, I can't wait. That's, what, uh, that's, that's probably one of uh, the better ones. That I'm looking forward to. And it's a little while away, but you know. for sure. Once they announce it, man, I'm gonna be jumping yeah. wherever I am, whatever I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as the next uh couple of contenders, that fight plus layoff, they may be looking at, you know, eight, nine, ten months on the short end before the next title shot comes up. Mm-hmm, so I think yeah. uh Rackage on the night will probably have to get in one more fight just to just to stay relevant and hope some other prospect or rising veteran resurging veteran doesn't uh, take his spot well you know if 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 he's not busy reyes is there yeah maybe reyes wants to maybe i don't know he's been fighting top competition for a while it's been rough for him yeah he he definitely got rushed up there not rushed but Kind of like an Ozdemir thing where a quick streak put him in a crazy position. Yeah, and it's kind of just like, oh, just just a little below. Yeah, just like one more below. one more contender fight. He may have learned more or enough. I mean, Jones, yeah, a lot of people thought he won that fight. Yeah, that was very arguable. Yeah, same with Santos, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... More Santos than... Uh, than uh... Reyes, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anybody out there? <laughs> both of them were difficult fights to call, but yeah, yeah. Because, because in the Reyes fight, 
you know, you know, I, not the biggest Jones fan outside of the cage, but he's a killer inside. Yeah. And uh, near the end of the fight, man, he was laying it on him, man. Yeah, I mean the and, the the Santos fight was definitely closer. I yeah. I I didn't argue the Reyes as much as the Santos. I really thought Santos had that fight. I thought it was going to yeah, be split man. for him. With two with without knees either. Yeah, I mean <laughs> he was knees. he was minus one knee for four or three and a half rounds, and then minus another knee for like two rounds. <laughs> Crazy guy, man. Yeah, hopefully that guy bounces. Yeah, back I mean, too, his layoff was because of the the knee attacks, right? Hopefully, it hasn't uh, put a detriment on his his skill set. Hopefully not, man. Hopefully not. Off of that, though, uh, let's now go into Islam Makachev, who submitted Drew Dober. Oh, yeah. The mean arm triangle choke in the half guard, man, during the third round. It's crazy, eh, man? Not to sound overly critical, but, uh, yeah, you know, at the at this level of praise, you're going to have fans and analysts picking at everything. That being said, in terms of, like, the rumblings of the second coming, you know? Yeah. Or Khabib 2.0. <laughs> I'll do respect, but uh, I'll be a heel here, and uh, it's kind of rough around the edges, you know. Khabib was such a smasher. Am I just too used to seeing that? Yeah, I mean, Khabib, Khabib <laughs> set an unbelievably high bar. Yeah, I mean, man. it's. <laughs> I mean, like, look at the the welterweight picture right now. I mean, everyone is being compared to GSP, mm-hmm. and that's because that's. You know the long-time nine-title defense champion, right? Yeah, yeah. And even though Khabib shares the same number of defenses as Edgar and Benson, and I think BJ Penn, right? Yeah, lightweight doesn't actually have like a yeah, very long. They were defense. those other champions were longer ago, and they were closely contested fights. Mm-hmm. And lately, you know, the last five, ten years. Maybe closer to five, but the lightweight division has been like one of the more stacked, just like welterweight. And three defenses seems to mean more now than it did back then, especially when you have guys topping eight, ten, twelve win streaks. Yeah, man. So that's a good that's a good argument. Like me, I don't know. Defenses is like really big for me, right? Like staying around and just. Just owning the throne, right? Owning the top of the the mountain, king of the hill. Just over and over again. And then you know GSP and guys like uh, DC Conor McGregor. You know, even though Conor never defended it, uh, you move up and then you uh, or you move a division and you capture more gold. It's just that's just amazing to me. Yeah, Nunes. You know. Yeah, I mean. Amanda Nunes, absolutely, you know, she is the greatest female fighter of all time. There's, there's no arguing it. Yeah, no argue. <laughs> Hands down. Yeah. Man. It's done. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, she could retire today, right? Like an hour from yeah. now, and it would be set in stone. And we'll talk <laughs> yeah. about that later, but <laughs> yeah, as far yeah. as uh, Makashev, you know, I, uh, I think he's the closest thing to khabib that we have right now <laughs> and no disrespect right obviously khabib set the bar high yeah <laughs> but he's still setting the bar apparently people are saying he wants to be uh, or he's going to be coach of the year for this year <laughs> oh man 
Okay, well, that that's a that seems a little early. I don't know how into the coaching thing he is right now, but he's it's a popular. He's still over. getting bothered by Dana to come back. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. But yeah, I mean, he's obviously on a really, really solid win streak. He pretty much dominated that Dober fight. You know, Dober landed a few shots here and there while he had a few stand-up moments, but. I mean, Makashev, he's definitely knocking on the, the top 10 door. You know, any one of those top 10 names on their best day could potentially beat another one. So this is his moment, right? He's got to win this next fight. And if he does, I think, you know, he's going to jump up a bunch of spots. Yeah, it was it was crazy to see that he tapped Dober with that arm triangle while still in half guard. You know, man, that must have been a squeeze and a half. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Pure showcase. The finish was, you know, unexpected for the position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely up there. But with everyone having trained for Khabib, it puts the division in a spot to recognize uh, an upcoming threat like that. Especially when they're attached to Khabib. Yeah. So one one thing that I noted, though, uh, Drew Dover, you know, he's unranked, right? Yeah. But uh, when... Uh, shot uh, Makashev up three spots from 14 to 11. Oh, yeah. You know, understandably, you know, I Quinta, Kevin Lee, even MIA, but uh, he went over Benil Dariush, who oh, just that, fought last month. Yeah, that. Yeah, how's that look? How, how do you make that? How do you think that makes the UFC look? I don't know. I mean, I'm not exactly sure who uh, who is in charge of. Making this rank board, I mean, they have the names at the top and everything, but yeah. I myself am not familiar with them. Yeah, that that's that seems... that's the kind of thing that's kind of like BS, you know? Yeah. Like, oh no, come on! You know, like how he's on a six win streak. How when people hype up a fight months in advance, three four months in advance, people will move up for no reason leading up to the fight. Yeah, like just true. under the radar, <laughs> they'll just suddenly okay, this guy's been active for like. Okay, five months ticks over to six. You're down a rank for no reason. That's the reason, right? It has nothing to do with the other guy and his fight coming up. Hard to take the rank board seriously. There is some stability. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, that's uh, generally speaking, that's you a put a record right? together. You may not get promoted, but you'll move up the board, right? Yeah. So I'll do respect to Islam, um, but that's yeah. that's just weird. Yeah, it is. But I mean, understandable. A yeah. lot of what the UFC does is understandable, even if the majority of hardcores don't agree with it. I guess so. I mean, <laughs> Benil also finished Dover in 2019, right? Some of them in the second round, but I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, UFC. <laughs> <laughs> Much love to Islam Makashev and Drew Dober. Mm-hmm. Well, the fucking computer wants to uh, restart there. But yeah, much love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, good luck to you, Makachev. Hopefully you get some good fight in the future. Lots of good fights out there for you. Yeah. Um, but moving on to Aljamain Sterling, who defeated Peter Young via headbutt TKO to Peter's knee. Fantastic performance. Headbutt TKO. <laughs> yeah, man, so fantastic that everyone's in agreement, in, in agreement that Sterling deserves an Oscar. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who won the Oscars uh, last year, but move over. 
<laughs> All due respect. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I we were just talking about <laughs> erring on the side of fighter safety, right? Yeah. And I personally would have been happier and more satisfied with a no contest and a rematch. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. I mean, as far as everyone has said, it was clearly stated that Sterling is down and then like two, three seconds later, he need him in the face. Yeah. That is the problem. Yeah, that's that. That's what changed it from an NC to a... Uh, a DQ. Yeah, a DQ. And, I mean, I don't fault Sterling. I mean... Yeah. The the moment he threw the belt down, right? He he did the interview. He seemed coherent. Mm-hmm. Later, we see him with pictures, you know, with his buddies and or his his yeah. ca- camp and yeah. whatever. With a, it's a difficult situation. I mean, it's rough. Yeah, it's rough. It absolutely is a difficult situation. Yeah. So, I don't know. Did you think it was intentional? Unintentional. I mean, okay, obviously he threw it with bad intentions. He threw it. It happened. Did he know? Should he, he should have known. What happened? I uh his team didn't know. Technically speaking, I think the fight played out exactly as it should have. As a fight fan, I'm disappointed that the belt was handed over by DQ. You know, yeah. you, you think of Jones and Smith and how Smith decided to fight on or Rothwell mm-hmm. and uh, Struve where he got kicked in the balls three times and decided to fight <laughs> on. You know, that heart awards you more fans, more respect and reputation and things like that. But mm-hmm. in this situation, you know, you're a young top contender. You have, you know, the biggest thing in your career on the line and you have your health, right? The modern age of MMA is very health-oriented for a lot of fighters, yeah. right, lately. And taking a knee like that, that was a big knee. Like, it, no one can deny that that was a serious, immediate, right-in-the-face knee, right? Yeah, and a and, uh, problem that uh, some people have is uh, referee Mark Smith, he actually gave the decision to Aljo whether to call it yeah, off or yeah, that's, it just been called off. That's another part I was about to mention. I think uh, in a situation like that where it's clearly you said he's down and if your corner or you are the ones who made the mistake and caused you to knee him in the face, that's your corner and you at fault. I think if yeah. I would have been much more satisfied with an NC or the fact that the ref himself just immediately stopped it. Yeah, he should have. Yeah. Should have just because shut it down. Like uh, with what was it, Poirier and Alvarez? That was that was accidental, right? Yeah, and, but they called it off, right? Yeah, they did call it off. The ref, or the doctors were the ones who called it off. The ref called in the doctor, and then he called it off. But okay, yeah. but yeah, yeah I, that should become more normal. Yeah, I, think, I don't think people should get. So, I mean, I get it. I mean, it, yeah, the, right? an accidental knee is different, but this was clearly instructed that he's down, and that's you in your corner at fault. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Smith did call it out. So yeah, I think no one's no one's saying anything about Peter Young. <laughs> Peter Young raised his hand <laughs> before they called the decision. <laughs> you remember seeing that? He just mm. stood there and he's like, "Russian bow off." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate that Sterling is getting <laughs> as much hate as he is for getting yeah. need in the face illegally. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, I I put 
the fall. It was the actions after. Yeah, I mean, people see the series of events, right? You choose not to continue and win a belt as opposed to fighting it out and probably losing. Yeah. You throw it down and then you party with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly the, the confusion. <laughs> the confusion. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, yeah. I'd put the fault with, you know, Jan in his corner. And mm-hmm. uh, partially for who was the ref you were saying? Mark Smith. Okay, yeah, Mark Smith. He uh, should have called it off immediately himself. Yeah, he usually doesn't receive any criticism, but they, uh, the commentators were on him tonight. Yeah. There was that one, uh, which fight was that? The guy was just getting beat on for a while. Oh, that was the one we were and talking Joe about was like, earlier. Uh, what was it, Medic and Cruz? Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. That was rough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh Yeah, he's usually not talked about, which is uh good for a ref, but yeah. Sometimes he was a bit on the uh target tonight. Yeah, he he definitely should have uh made that call for Sterling. Mm-hmm. But uh let's 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 show some love to Peter or Piotre. Yeah. However you would like to Jan. say Peter people. <laughs> but uh Dude, uh, one one thing that uh, Joe mentioned that that's like so true is like he's just so defensively sharp or sound, right? Yeah, like uh, he's, so he's reactive. Like that, uh, yeah, Mike, like a uh, Mike Tyson peekaboo defense for yeah. MMA. Like just blocks the head strikes. He's good at taking body shots. Jose Aldo hit him with a lot, and then he just took all of them. Uh. Yeah, man. Yeah, just... that's that's what I thought. I thought he was he had good fundamentals, right? I think it was what I yeah. said. He 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 had a better one two than Aljamain had a combination of things, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I, it was they both had some really good moments, but I I thought Peter, yeah, Jan had uh, had at least two of the three rounds going for him in the fourth. Yeah, me too. Yeah, just I thought Aljo would do a lot better than than he did, and uh, Peter is you know, really good wrestling, really good uh, takedown defense and stuff. So yeah, left uh Piotr and uh, run it back, man. And I know they're gonna have, both have a chip on their shoulder now. So yeah, yeah, I mean that rematch is gonna be even harder than the first. Pideon probably put his hands up because he knew he was winning the fight, and <laughs> the ending sucked, right? <laughs> yeah, he was just like, you know what, I won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean Corey Sandhagen. He's he's the next guy, but I mean, after the way that finished, they got to run it back. Yeah, and they're both sorry, Sir Nagin. <laughs> they're both uh, they're both still in the absolute prime, right? They're they're in that what uh, late twenties, early thirties age, where they have the perfect mm-hmm. balance of physicality and experience. Yeah. There's no reason why they can't run it back, and then you know have a trilogy sometime down the road. Maybe people can hope for yeah. it. That'd be nice. Yeah, that would be, be nice. perfect world. Perfect world where, like we were saying, <laughs> in the perfect lightweight picture, you know, the the debut fight in twenty twenty one would have been Khabib going for thirty and one in his trilogy with Tony. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's uh, <laughs> so sour about that man. Yeah, Five six times, just. Just the most cursed. Yeah, the this is cursed. one retired, one, you know, just fought so long, 
people caught on to the strategy, right? I mean, 12 wins yeah. is unbelievable. The only reason he doesn't have title defenses to his name is circumstance. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uncrowned champ. Yeah. He got the interim. So, yeah. All love to Tony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on from that, though. Uh, Nunez. She plays David and topples the Goliath. Megan Anderson. Yeah. Submitted her triangle armbar, right? But uh, she did serve up that classic Nunes power. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it basically went the way most people thought it would. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they keep... I mean, no disrespect to Megan Anderson, mm-hmm. but Amanda Nunes is, is just the absolute pinnacle of uh, women's MMA right now. There's There's no one who can beat her. Valentino yeah. Shevchenko could come and try and challenge her title. She herself is uh, doing very well at 125, but I don't think she could beat Amanda. No, Amanda's just too big. Yeah. She uses her wrestling to just kind of... Yeah, she's... I'm not going to say hold her down, but, you know, she out-wrestles her. Yeah, and... she's got all the power in the world on the feet, very technical at the same time. And, mm-hmm. you know, when she when it gets to the ground, she's a very good wrestler offensively, right? Yeah, she's got yeah, a good so. uh, submission game, right? A few really serious submissions. That yeah. she and that's that's exactly why I say like she Valentina's kind of like the Mighty Mouse of the UFC because Mighty Mouse, yeah, trouble with the guys at one thirty five. You know, they, yeah. they they can think they can hold them down. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, what is there to say? Um, I looked over the stat board and I noticed that uh, you know, any featherweight chick that uh, wants to fight Amanda, you got to be careful. You know why? You gotta be careful because uh, there's a 66 to 67 percent chance that you will part ways with the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? The fa- the featherweights, man, Cyborg and now Megan, right? Oh, They're both gone now. Damn. Felicia Spencer survived. <laughs> damn, that is that is interesting. I mean, uh, featherweight women, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> she's just she's just kicking you out of the UFC, yeah, man. Literal executioner. <laughs> Yeah. Now we we did uh you know people are questioning what's next, right? Who who else can you put her against? I mean you got Kayla Harrison, right? She's Aiden No. She's an Invicta, which is a like a little sister of the UFC. Yeah. Uh I don't know. What do you think? Do you, who would you put Amanda against? I don't even really know what's what pieces are moving at one forty five there. I mean if we're talking 145, this was uh, kind of what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Where I'd like to see less of the title picture. Just because, you know, Amanda Nunes, I didn't see anyone beating her. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'd much rather see a fully fleshed out division. As opposed to just as Amanda's name at the top. You know, I'd, yeah, I'd like to just see more sports. 145 fights, more 145 fighters. Mm-hmm. You got to build some names. Yeah, that's what I mean. You need to you need to build some people who, you know, have a three, four, five win streak in the division before they get the title shot or something like that. As opposed to, you know, here comes this former Bellator champion that we're going to hype the shit out of. And then she gets punched in the face a few times. <laughs> But I mean, yeah. that, that, that's what I mean, right? They they need to build an actual division. They gotta 
They got to regularly have fights in the division. They got to have, you know, the option to go up and down between 135 and 145 that a lot of fighters have been enjoying with the 125, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of room for growth, but it's going to take time, and I don't necessarily think Amanda's name has to be at the top for it. She's already proven that she's the best of all time. At this point, it's just what motivates her, right? Yeah. And I think... Did you see that? Um... Oh, what? Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say GDR is probably next at 135. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I would agree. Um, but yeah, did you did you see that meme of the uh, updated women's featherweight rankings? It's just a <laughs> yeah, meme. yeah, fifteen <laughs> or fifteen and the champ names Amanda Nunes. <laughs> I was laughing at the freaking comments. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was freaking awesome. That is absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, so that's so disrespectful to Amanda Nunes. Well, you know, Amanda Nunes has better wrestling than Amanda Nunes, <laughs> but Amanda Nunes striking might be Amanda Nunes. <laughs> That that is that is absolutely how how good Amanda Nunes is. I mean, oh man, good stuff, good stuff. I mean, as so, far as accomplishments <laughs> goes, you know, she basically beats anything anyone, male or female, any division across the board, has ever accomplished. <laughs> right? She's one of the few premier promotions in the world, and she's won mm-hmm. and defended simultaneously two different divisions. Yeah, I think it's five and seven times, right? Yeah, yeah it's freaking crazy. That is unbelievable. I mean, took the belt from uh, from uh, was it home? Yeah, or no, no, it yeah, was uh, Misha. Misha, she demolished home, demolished Rousey, demolished Cyborg. I mean, she's uh, she's a demolisher, and yeah, she's the greatest of all time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she could retire tomorrow, like we were saying, or an hour from now, and. I mean, by the time uh, anyone tries to even scratch her record, I mean, her current championship run is a, has more wins than the vast majority of female fighters out there. She's on a 12-fight win streak. <laughs> and what, ten, nine or ten of them are championship wins. Yeah, just on a different level, man. Yeah, I mean, it's just unbelievable how great a fighter she is. Yeah, man. But yeah, man, speaking of uh, being on a different level, Jan Blahovich defeating Izzy. And he outstruck him on the CompuBox. Oh, shit. Fantastic performance. Outthought Izzy. Yeah. You know, a, lot of, a lot of fans were like, the commentary team is biased because they, they said Jan was being outstruck. They didn't have the CompuBox numbers. Yeah. You know, they're saying he's biting on all the feints. I don't know. How, how'd you enjoy the fight? I thought. Uh... I, I thought it was awesome. One of the most perfectly executed uh, game plans I think that there's ever been because there were there was a round or t- or a moment or two uh, in the late second during the third where I thought Izzy was going to turn it around, mm-hmm. but you know everything was answered, everything was uh, prepared for. It was mm-hmm. just it was a close fight. Both had their moments. You know I wouldn't call it a domination. But, you know, it was clearly, you know, Jan and his team putting together the best por- performance of his career. I know, it was man. It was just so, a master okay, class man. of what you expect from a champion. Yeah, outstruck him and great timing on those two ta- two takedowns, right? Uh, fourth and fifth round. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, even in standing, 
checked Izzy's kicks, right? Got him to deter that because that was Izzy's thing, right? He's just yeah. he's always trying to leg kick you, trying to get you to fr be frustrated, come in off of that. And maybe I, I'm thinking Izzy's mindset of like, I'm not going to be touched. Yeah. Maybe that kind of like played into his mental factor. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, I read, uh, I can't remember what the article was named, but uh, it was a sure dog article. And uh, it kind of referenced the fact that uh, Yan used Izzy's uh, speed and reflexes against him almost because mm -hmm. uh, he, he fainted reacting to a lot of shots on purpose. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, that caused Izzy to think, you know, maybe his reactions are slowly timed and, even if he throws, I'm going to be able to miss them or it creates some kind of secondary thought as opposed to just yeah. uh, a counter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it increased the options, right? The the range of, uh, you know, uh, what Jan could play in the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah, that's it. Yeah, and it was oh, even the stand-up. I mean, Izzy is obviously one of the best stand-up fighters we've ever seen. Yeah, But, I sure. mean, Jan, his... <clears throat> Everything he did, everything he did was just flawless. I know it's, it's hard to, it's hard not to uh, just think, wow, yeah, know, this guy's uh, been an underdog he over proved and himself over and every, over again. I mean, he, he beat Reyes handily, and then yeah, that was that was absolutely shocking. Yeah, and it's not that Izzy looked bad at all. Izzy looked like Izzy. He looked yeah. like he showed up and did his thing, but he just he just got game planned for. Fun. Yeah. And it wasn't even like one of those situations where the division catches up and they figure you out. It was just this guy did everything everything right consistently. Yeah. He played a perfect 25 minutes. Yeah. Big respect to Jan Yeah, Mahovic, yeah definitely. Uh, very impressed. Very, very satisfied with his performance. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I, I did feel like maybe it'd be, and he'd end up like Whitaker. But Jan, man, just yeah. can't doubt him anymore. <laughs> no, no, there's there's no doubts in my mind. I'm I'm absolutely aboard the 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 what is it, the meat and potato diet? I have cut out <laughs> everything fruit and dairy. I'm just one hundred percent even yeah. even water. You know, there's there's juices in the meat. <laughs> mm hmm So we already kinda discussed what's gonna happen with John. You know, you got Glover there. Yeah. So uh, yeah. what's the next play for Izzy here, man? See, is he going back down? He's going back down. He's going back yeah, down, I mean, but... he definitely is going back down. I think uh, there's not going to be another easy 205 attempt for a while. Mm -hmm. But uh, as far as the the 185 picture goes and his next defense, you know, he's got a few months before he returns, at least. Yeah. I mean, Whitaker and Costa are scheduled. That's one and two, I think. He probably won't fight Costa right away, and he already called out Till. I think if, yeah, Till's trying to win his next match against Vittoria because he said he's going to call out Izzy. Yeah, and Izzy wants that. Yeah, and Izzy <laughs> already called him out. So I think, uh, I mean, if Till beats Vittori and Whitaker loses to Costa, then I wouldn't be opposed to Till and Izzy going at it. I would love that. Yeah, I would absolutely <laughs> love that. But the thing is, uh, I really want Whitaker to beat Costa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. and if Whitaker beats he Costa, a that's a champion losing and winning four times. There's no way anyone can argue that. Yeah, yeah I mean, would Izzy wouldn't have a choice. It would have to be, you know, public per persuasion or like push for Whitaker to obviously get the title. People are going to be like, "Till has a win over him." 
Oh no 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 he did he doesn't he lost the decision yeah to, to Whitaker yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I mean that's what I mean there's no one if if Whitaker wins there's no arguing it he's he's getting the title shot and I think uh, I think that's gonna be a much different fight yeah and I I think till that'd be good for Till he's still green I don't think he should be fighting for the title just yet yeah just give it a, yeah, I mean, a little bit more time he's definitely you know the the kind of carefree guy you like to see fight but mm-hmm. so far we haven't seen the type of fo- focus or dedication commitment right that yeah, it takes yeah. to actually be the champion and maintain that status yeah, he's hilarious though he's on, <laughs> yeah. uh, ariel Hawani getting interviewed Did you see his talk about martin vittori because vittori was like <laughs> yeah he's, what was he saying he's <laughs> i'm gonna make you regret your trash talk and all that yeah He's like, uh, I, I know he's strong. I know he's fast. I know he's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. I think that was one of the things he said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's dangerous. I know he's ugly. <laughs> but look, we're going to fight. <laughs> Just save it. Yeah, Darren, Darren Till, there's no shortage of entertainment. He's he's yeah, definitely yeah. a oh, personality. Oh, and he called out you all remember him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that he left Bellator. He's like, oh, but he's gone off to Bellator. <laughs> Yoel Romero, shit his pants. <laughs> Where are you at, Yoel? Come get the smoke. <laughs> what a guy, man. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think the stars have to align perfectly for Izzy Adesanya to happen. But, you mm-hmm. know, nine times out of ten, any way you cut it, it's probably going to be Izzy and Whitaker. Yeah, I, I would like that. I think Rob can get it back. Yeah, I, I absolutely Rob. think so. So, think so, and I think uh, they'll probably do a rematch. Mm-hmm. So let's hope Rob beats Costa. Is he gonna be waiting in the wings? Yeah, I mean Costa's in that situation where, you know, the power uh, power striker loses because of inactivity, basically hesitancy. Yeah, and we've seen a lot of uh, those types of fighters come back from that. I mean, and Ghana was and uh, Lewis are perfect examples, right? Mm-hmm. They absolutely mm-hmm. found their their momentum and their pace. I, I think uh, yeah. it's going to be uh, that, that's going to be a good fight too. Whitaker Costner, I'm looking forward to it. Hell yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, Rob doesn't go into another war. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, if he does, then hell, man, just bleed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Robbie one Kenobi. <laughs> Throw me one Kenobi. Throwby. <laughs> I'm your only hope if you haven't heard. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So we are back, people. Um, just a side note here. Um, Going to be feeding the kid round 10. So let's just gloss over this, uh, this next card here. UFC Fight Night Vegas 21. Leon Rocky Edwards finally coming back to face off against Bilal. Remember the name Muhammad. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great matchup to get some yeah. pieces moving around. Uh, stacked. Welterweight top 15. Uh, yeah, look forward to looking over those guys. Uh, but with respect to all the other bouts below, I'm going to insert a clip of our breakdown and prediction of the uh, upcoming uh, women's strawweight bout, Angela Overkill Hill. Versus Ashley the Spider Monk and Yoder. So for anyone not in the loop, 
These two ladies were originally to scheduled to fight on the Rosa and Strike versus Gain card, but uh, someone in Yoder's team tested positive for COVID, so they rescheduled for this weekend. And uh, here is the clip. So, uh, strawweight 115 Angela Overkill Hill will be fighting Ashley Ashley Spider Monkey Yoder. Um, yeah, I guess they just threw them in there to buff up the card, right? Yeah, how long do they throw the, them in there? Uh, just this Sunday, or maybe the announcement was even uh, sooner or later than that. But uh, Ashley Yoder said that they received the contracts on Sunday. Okay, okay, so very short notice. Yeah, super short notice. So, like, shout out to both these ladies. Yeah, gotta yeah, get in definitely. Shape and uh, go for it. I mean, yeah. Angela Hill, she's she's always ready, right? She's yeah, <laughs> she's literally one of those fighters to the core type people who who are always ready to go. Yeah, love Angela. Yeah, Hill. definitely one of my favorite fighters on the roster for the for the women's divisions. Yeah. Now, uh, her and Ashley Yoder did, did fight before in uh, 2017 on the Tough 25 finale with uh, Dillashaw and Cody Garbrandt. Okay. Yeah, Yoder, Yoder she uh, dropped the decision to Angela Hill. It was, a, it was a close fight. You know, they both traded around a piece, first to uh, Ashley and the second one to um, Angela. Or wait, no. The first one went to Angela and the second to uh, Ashley. And then uh, Hill took the third. You know, landed good leg kicks. Uh, has a she has that great right hand, eh? Like really, just throws it down the little the the middle yeah. and uh, hits hard with it. Yeah, really good. The combination of that and the kicks, it uh, it's it's a very it's a strange variation, right? Two di- very different mm-hmm. things to watch for. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, both ladies very uh, decently well rounded. Hill obviously a better bit of a better striker. Yoder she 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 mixes up with kicks and takes downs. Uh, plays the top game nicely if she can get it there. Um, so uh, both ladies obviously be trying to get that winning streak to get them into the title conversation. Hill right now though coming off a two fight skid, those split decision losses to Michelle Watterson and uh, before that Claudia Gadella in May. Yeah. And uh, Yoder is coming in, having just uh, turning the corner on her own two-fight skid. She got a UD over Miranda Granger in November. I don't know, man. What do you think? Uh, it's been a few years. Who Who's taking it this time? Uh, I think I got to go with Angela Hill. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the competition she's lost to recently before her three-fight skid got sta- snapped – I mean, Watterson and Gedalia, they're both at the top of the division. Mm-hmm. I mean, Elites. yeah, very, very high level right there. Very, both of them very well-rounded. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as... Very well-rounded. Lincoln. <laughs> 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 All due respect, Lincoln. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, versus... Uh... I mean, Ashley Yoda has a lot of experience too, right? She fought Hill before. Mm-hmm. She fought Dern a while ago. Ronda Marcos mm-hmm. has been a, you know, a ranked name for a while now. She's been around for a minute. Yeah, I think uh, I think Angela Hill is, you know, she's uh, her striking will get it done. You know, she she's got a a more complete uh, skill set, I'd say, as far as on the feet. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, she does have good takedown defense. She's hard to keep down. I think, uh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, I I don't see it going uh, submission against Hill. And I don't, uh, I can't, uh, I can't picture Yoder just kind of smothering her for 15 minutes. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure, uh, I'm not sure her striking could put her in a position to get submitted. So I mm-hmm. think. I think uh, not not by very much. I think it could very well be a Yoder win by some manner, but I think uh, I think decision for uh, Hill. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like obviously a small margin of error for both chicks, yeah. right? Um, but oh, both ladies. Yeah, both women. <laughs> both women. <laughs> Definitely got to cut that out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, we're gonna keep it in there. It's all good. Sorry, I, I say uh, guys say stupid shit. Okay? Yeah. it's just how it works, people. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we are the less intelligent of uh, the two genders. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna sit, I guess, uncomfortably on a decision. Hill. <laughs> <laughs> decision by uh, Angela Hill. Yeah, um, yeah, just a matter of who will be able to implement their their game right and not let the opponent implement theirs. Yeah, so. It's just uh, it's it's close to call. They're both like really right there in terms of skill level. So I'm I'm gonna pick Hill as well. Though. Yeah, they're both just about at the point where you know they they just gotta put it all together, right? They just gotta they just gotta start getting that streak going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. So uh, and then we are jumping right into the main card. Uh, looking over that middleweight tilt, Eric Anders and. Eric, your boy Anders versus uh, Darren, the dentist steward. Did you get a, a chance to look over all these guys? Uh, Darren Stewart, uh, less familiar, but I mean, I'm I like uh, Eric Anders. He's he's a name I like to see. He's he comes to fight, right? Yeah, man. Finish or be finished. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely. There's a reason why he's still on the roster. Yeah. So he's a uh, yeah, long time. Not a long time, but I mean, he's recent enough to that you uh, that you regularly see the name, and you know he's down to bang. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so uh, as it goes, I actually don't have much uh, notes in the way of uh, seeing a lot of these guys' last performances, like I usually do. Um, so for for this segment, I'm actually gonna shout out the uh, MMA Brothers Pod, whom I listen to. Uh, they usually uh, do this; they they go over the fighter stats on paper. So I'll read them uh, over to you and uh, I guess we'll make an assumption or a prediction from uh, all the knowledge we can squeeze from there. Yeah. Yeah. So a small disclaimer if uh, to newer fans, MMA math does not compute. Right. So you may look over this and think, Oh, this guy's uh, got a bit, a bit of a better stat board here. No, no. Yeah. 50% chance he's going to (laughs) lose. Yeah. I mean, you can only throw three strikes and win the fight. Yeah. The the exciting for me for predictions is like breaking down the fighters. So, you know, paper stats or knowing and seeing their last performances, that's that's the fun part for me. Yeah, yeah. I I I much rather have like the visual memory of their performance as opposed to you know, striking stats and things like that. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of X factors, right? When it comes yeah. to like actually watching the fighter, you know, you get to see how tough they are, if they have good conditioning and stuff. You know, they you can't get it on the paper stats that I have here. 
Yeah. So there, there's the disclaimer for you guys. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, we got uh, Eric Anders. He's got a 69% finish rate, eight KOs, one sub. Uh, Darren Stewart, 66%. Uh, both these guys about six feet. Uh, strikes landed per minute about the same. Three strikes per minute for both guys. Same accuracy, 45, 44. Eric Anders, uh, he absorbs double the amount of strikes uh, than Darren. Uh, he gets uh, around four strikes a minute absorbed compared to Darren's uh, two strikes absorbed. And, uh, yeah, they're pretty similar, uh, except for in takedown defense. Eric Anders uh, stuffs 80% of the attempts on him, and Darren Stewart stuffs uh, 66%. So, yeah, Eric Anders, Southpaw, Darren Stewart, Orthodox, uh, 33 versus 30. That's their ages. Uh, how's that look? Uh, Eric Anders coming off a decision loss to Jotko. Right, Darren Stewart yeah. got a split decision to Kevin Holland. On paper, Darren Stewart is a slightly better gra grappler. Anders with a higher finishing rate. Uh, when it comes to finishers, Stewart is the quicker man. His uh, fight time is uh, lower. His average fight time is under 10 minutes there. I don't know. How, how do you want to see this one playing out? Uh, it's difficult. I mean, it, I don't know enough about uh, Kevin Stewart. Mm-hmm. I vaguely remember his fight with Kevin Holland. Yeah. But, I mean, I would say, Stuart, just to, just to go with the new guy. <laughs> yeah, get some fresh blood in there. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, I'm and I'm, fresh I blood. Mean, <laughs> Eric Anders, he's, he's definitely good at what he does. You know, he's, mm -hmm. he's been around for a few years now. Mm -hmm. But I feel like... Uh, you know that that style of fighter is around for entertainment, not mm -hmm. no disrespect in any way, but you know it's for a sure. style of fighting that uh, that can be figured out. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, the Holland fight wasn't terribly one-sided, right? Yeah, it was a split loss, so obviously yeah, the judge saw it in uh, Darren's favor. Yeah, yeah. On paper, though, um, it, if, when I'm looking at it, you know, absorbing almost twice the amount of strikes compared to Darren. Obviously, you know, we'll, we'll have to see if he shores that up. But, uh, yeah. yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go with Darren as well. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a decision. Both these guys love the finish. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll say uh, maybe Stewart by, uh, I say KO, maybe first, second round. I don't know if Anders has been finished. But, uh, yeah. I'm going to say uh, decision. Stewart. Yeah, decision split. Right. Another split decision. Yeah, I mean, I, did, <laughs> I don't know enough, but I'm I'm just kind of going on my gut. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not sure enough to give it a unanimous or majority. Yeah, if you get this one, it's probably going to be <laughs> the world record for most split decision uh, consecutive guesses. <laughs> That's my default. When I have a gut decision, it's just split decision. That's the safest best to bet to make. <laughs> Holy shit! That's awesome. But yeah, uh, we'll see. Start some dialogue after that match. Uh, moving on from there, flyweights, so 125. Matthias Nicolau versus uh, Manel. I don't know. I don't know if his actual nickname is Starboy or Prodigo. It's 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 different on different sites. But yeah. Manel Cape. You know, we we talked about him on one of the pods where he fought um 
Alexandre Pantoja. So he's coming yeah. off that uh, match. Both guys, uh, Manel Cape, 93% finishing rate. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like a do or die thing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Pantoja was not a victim of that. Matthias, he has a 60% finish rate. Uh, where are some discrepancies here? Striking absorption. Actually, Cape absorbs more than Matthias. And both guys are pretty same on the cross, uh, across the board, except for accuracy. So Matthias scores 66% of the takedowns he attempts. Manel only gets 28%. Oh, uh, and in striking defense, Matthias also has a uh, 70%. Of shots blocked compared to uh, Manel's fifty percent. So Manel, you know, he's definitely a prospect. Um, Matthias, I think uh, I did take some notes coming back to the UFC from Brave CF. He apparently uh, spent three years previous, from twenty fifteen to twenty eighteen, in the UFC. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. He beat like John Moraga, uh, Louis Mocha. Then he lost to Dustin Ortiz. And then he got released from the promotion. Um, okay. Yeah, all the due respect, uh, he does seem to have the better stats on the board. But I don't know if he's ever fought with someone with Eastern experience like Manel. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough call. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, very green on both guys here. But the paper would say Matthias has the edge. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, that's... That's what it sounds like. I think uh, I think Cape can get it done. I'm gonna go ahead and stay first round knockout. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm, I think, I'm also uh, gonna stay on the Cape train. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's faced some very high level competition already, mm -hmm. right? Most notably, uh, uh, Horiguchi and uh, Asakura. Their uh, Mizugaki is another big name. I know his his record is stellar in terms of uh, Eastern competition. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. He's he's felt that high level competition, and now that uh, he's moved western or westward, you know, I think uh, I think he'll have like a stylized uh, approach to it. Mm -hmm. Maybe I, I'm not sure what's going on behind the scenes, but uh, I would have I would hope he uh, managed to get some kind of uh, you know coaching or training partners and things like that to emulate what. You know, a more Western style would be about. Yeah, because you know, a has... lot of yeah, like Brazil and America, they're they're two of the big players, right? And they have yeah. a very distinct style between them. Yeah, and the judges, they look for different things. Like by by all appearances, like uh, Manel, he did have a fantastic stand up performance against yeah. uh, Pantoja, but Pantoja just had volume, and that's uh, that's what the Western people want. They want. Watch it throw yeah. hands and legs all it's the time. It's a very <laughs> boxing-heavy approach to combat, right? So yeah. hands matter a little more, mm -hmm. more than uh, you know the defense and kind of yeah, like playing the game kickboxing and things like that. You get a trip, you get a uh, something like that. That's something you know that's di that's much different than what North American striking has been about for the last however long, right? Hundred years. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't mean to be a pick jocker, but I guess I'll go with the KO as well. Maybe in the first round by uh, Cape. Okay, you know, same just show decision. us what's up. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping for a comeback. I mean, it's it's a good time for a brand new, you know, 
strike heavy contender because you <laughs> got to be very intelligent for the last little while to be able to beat uh, Mighty Mouse. <laughs> you you got to be more intelligent than potentially the most intelligent fighter of all time. Yeah. You know, wherever you are, if you're a 125 fighter, you know that guy's just lurking around somewhere on the planet Earth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm still really, really, I mean, my new, my new uh, Khabib Tony fight is, uh, is Mighty Mouse and Horiguchi running it back. Oh, that'd be I really, fantastic. I really want to, because that one's possible. Right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. if uh, Mighty Mouse manages to win uh, his next fight, I his next fight, I think. Uh, I don't know if it's for the title, but it's got to be for the title next, right? I'm pretty sure it is because he won the Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah. So doesn't he have the belt, or is that kind of just like the Grand Prix thing? Yeah, it was. That, it's like its own belt. I'm pretty sure. Oh. And then the the regular belt has been fighting for itself for a little while. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so like the, it's like a unification, right? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I like that. I look forward yeah. to that. Yeah. Um, moving up in the weight there. Uh, next prediction. Let's get it in. Bantamweight 135. Jonathan the Dragon Martinez will be going off against Davy Dangerous Grant. I'm very green on both these guys. I've not yeah, done a lot of film mean. study on them. Um, let's see who's got some discrepancy here. Well, Jonathan Martinez, he's a lot younger, 26. Davy Grant, 35. Um, both guys have. Pretty good finishing rate, sixty nine percent for Jonathan, eighty three for Davy. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, striking accuracy pretty the same. Striking defense pretty much the same. Uh, Jonathan absorbs a little more strikes than Davy, and uh, looks like these guys like to throw hands. Yeah, well rounded fighters. Coming off a decision off Thomas Almeida. Oh. Uh, Jonathan Martinez. Dude, remember when we were so hyped on Thomas? Yeah. That crazy yeah, I, run. I quickly re realized that he's uh, he's very hittable. Yeah, yeah. He the head movement. Of, head movement. <laughs> he definitely improved it, the, his, last, uh, his last fight. Yeah. But he still stands very rigid, very upright. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just a very hittable stance, right? Because... Your your lower body and your head is is relatively stationary. Yeah, like if he doesn't get to you first, then it's usually a rough night. Like yeah, you're falling on hard times because of that. Stylistically, he he usually comes with jabs and straights, right? Mm -hmm. And then and then follows with the hooks. Mm, yeah. Um, but back to these two, Martinez. Uh, he likes to knock him out, and uh, you know, just in a nutshell, David Grant is uh, strong in the submission field. So, who you picking here? Uh I got to I got to go with the uh the Martinez. Martinez? Okay. Yeah. Southpaw striker. Yeah, I think uh just because I uh I'm also a little green on these guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh you know, the the younger generation, the newer generation, they they come in much more well-rounded. Mhm. Mm you know, they Nine years. Yeah, separates them. Yeah, that's uh, that's a big difference, right? And uh, they really don't have that many different fight a number of fights. I mean, sixteen fights between them, right? Both of them, mm -hmm. not between them, but a piece. Yeah, 
And even though he's fallen on hard times, Thomas Almeida, he's he's a assassin, man. Yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely a high level striker, right? He's that's a that's a quality name that you want. Mm-hmm. He's been a name in the division for a little bit now. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I I would give it to that newer generation just because you know you're fighting on a main card. You you gotta be doing something right. Yeah, they yeah. want to push you. They yeah, there's not, some good. <laughs> there's really not a lot uh, that I have to go off for these guys. Yeah, all right. So you'll get Jonathan Martinez by some kind of KO, I assume. Yeah, yeah. Let's go uh, second round. All right, I'll make it spicy and say Davis Grant by some kind of... Let's go second round's up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, make it spicy. Uh, all right. Um, featherweight, 145, next match. Rank number nine. Dan, 50K, Ige, or Aish, according to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, buddy. Let's, let's move along. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's going to actually put his rank in against uh, unranked Gavin, or Gavin Governor Tucker. Tucker. Is this a uh, late notice villain? Might be. I mean, I, mean, I, I personally am not sure, here. but I mean... You were just saying, uh, no, yeah, ranked, they're still right? in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we would have to check. Let's see. Uh, space, 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 space. No, space, I don't see it, Tucker. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. Just... I'm mildly familiar with Tucker. He's got a. He's got a solid, like, uh, offensive grappling game. Mm-hmm. He's got good trips. Things yeah, so... like that. He's he's got power shots too. I mean, I yeah. specifically remember his tattoos. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very well-rounded. Four KOs, yeah. uh, four KO slash TKOs, six submissions, seventy six percent finishing rate to Dan Ige's fifty-seven. Um, strike absorption. This guy likes to bang. Seems to absorb more than Dan Ige. Uh, pretty clear. Pretty even all across the board, except for takedown accuracy. Gavin Tucker, Tucker, uh, more. Accurate uh, secures forty-two percent of his attempts to Dan Ige's twenty-seven percent. So I don't know. Maybe Ige is just trying to stay busy. Featherweight is kind of like getting log jammed up there with with Alex, uh, with Volkov, Volkanovski. I mean, and uh, Ortega. You got Max just uh, guarding the guarding the gate right now. <laughs> Not yeah. calling him a gatekeeper, but he's he's standing out there and. Uh, He's waiting for the gatekeeper. I, I think he kicked off the gatekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now, man, it's probably why he uh, chose to take up Gavin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So on paper, Gavin has the edge in terms of like you know overall recorded performance. You know, but Ige obviously he's number nine. You know, you don't get number nine by being a slouch. Yeah. Uh, he was on a six-fight win streak before Calvin Cater stopped him. Is this a bad play for Dan? Does does Gavin is Gavin gonna edge him out here? What do you think? I think uh, I think Ige can get it done. I mean, uh, the first two rounds, the first round and a bit against Cater, mm-hmm. he was doing really good in the striking. He was really fast, really strong, good counters and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not going to be another. I uh, was that fight twenty five minutes. It was right. Cal- um, Cater and uh, Ige. 
Yeah, I think it was a decision loss. Yeah, yeah 25 yeah. minutes. So this one's yeah, going to be 15 just minutes. And I, yeah. I absolutely think uh, Ige can put on another great performance, right? If he can come in strong, you know, maybe a little bit more, you know, choosing his moments and things like that, I think he can absolutely do really well against Tucker. All right. So, uh, yeah, you, you got Ige on this one then? Yeah, yeah. I like uh, what I remember about Tucker. But, I mean, Cater is definitely, you know, on the higher end of the division right now. Despite uh, the massive loss to to Holloway, which is another bar entirely. But, I mean, Ige, he, he had a really good, strong early performance. I think he's going to come in smarter, you know, uh, put on a much uh, cleaner performance throughout the fight. I'm going to go unanimous uh, for Dan Ige. Nice. I'll, uh, I'll 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 go on that side of the fence with you as well. Even though Gaviner is uh, better on paper here, Ige, you know, he's got the experience and uh, fighting with the best. You know, maybe your your stats will go down. You know, yeah, that's just how it is. Uh, yeah. So I believe Ige will have the edge in terms of experience, and uh, he's seen a definitely seen a high level of uh, competition so far. So yeah, Ige by decision. Uh, moving into the uh, coma. Oh, we're burning through this, but uh, that's all good. We'll just burn through it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're into the co-main event now. Uh, light heavyweight, 205. I've seen this name before. You've uh, talked about it. Uh, Misha Serkinov, another uh, Russian bad, uh, badass, I guess, or bad boy. Yeah. And uh, Ryan Superman Span. Do you know, apparently his... Uh, name before uh coming into the ufc was the potato potato man <laughs> ryan the potato man's fan <laughs> that is absolutely hilarious well you I, changed bro what you changed? Yeah, i know like are you <laughs> i mean there's some really good names and I, i'm pretty sure we've talked about them before like yeah. uh andre touchy feely <laughs> touchy feely violent bob ross <laughs> yeah smiling sam, uh, sam alvey <laughs> Uh, perfect nickname for that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's some really good nicknames out there, <laughs> yeah. but uh, that one that one takes the cake. <laughs> the potato man's cake. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess he was uh, too name. embarrassed. Man, yeah. yeah, maybe he was looking for a more serious career. I mean, he's got the. I'm looking at his fighter profile. He's got the tattoo on his chest. Mm-hmm. Superman okay, style. Okay. There you go. Putting a little rumble in there. Hey, rumble got the one on his arm. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Sal Valley, Sam Alvey, I just noticed uh, he's he's got a split decision win against him recently. Superman Span, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love Sam. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't see that fight. I can't imagine it was probably a, a slugfest, man. Yeah, I mean, he likes to throw hands. <laughs> yeah, he, he's... Very good at what he does, but I mean, lately he hasn't been putting on the the most athletic performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never thought he was the most ath- athletic guy. Kind of a just a really hard worker, like a Forrest Griffin, right? Yeah, just kind of goes in there and he's yeah, just a nine to fiver. This is this is what I chose, man. This is yeah. what I'm doing. <laughs> this is what I'm good at. Hell yeah, um, I love I love it. I love. He's one of my favorite fighters. I just. I just love seeing that dude throw down. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's hilarious too. He like uh, made this post 
about uh saying this chick was so hot and that uh i forgot what else he said but then in the end it was revealed that it was his wife and he's just like you know troll face (laughs) (laughs) yeah i remember in one of his recent fights that uh they uh they mentioned that uh his his wife is one of his his uh corners right oh is she yeah she's like she's like uh yeah she's she's very in the know about his career and you know his uh his training and things like that i'm not sure on the details but yeah no yeah she's very involved and like they they both you know they have a love for the sport that's that's awesome Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always good to see those fighting couples. My favorite right now is definitely uh, Tiago Santos and uh, Yana Kuniskaya. Oh, yeah. yeah. Feeling bad for Santos coming off that loss, but Yana with a big win in her last fight. So, yeah. Yeah, just that's that's a power couple right there, man. Those guys, uh, they both <laughs> both bangers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, All love to those, too. Uh, but, yeah, uh these guys, Potato Man Span, I'm just going to say that, and Misha Serkinov, big finishers, man. Both uh, over 80% uh, finishing rate in their records. Don't see the distance very often. Ryan Span uh, has a little bit more reach, 2-inch reach advantage, 77 to 79 inches. Serkinov, uh, busier fighter, lands uh, 4, four uh, strikes per minute, and Ryan about 3 per minute. In terms of striking accuracy, absorption, defense, takedowns, yeah, looks like Serkinov uh, is better on paper here. I don't know. Uh, you got any highlights or any uh, any prediction for this one? Uh, I'm I'm going to go ahead and guess uh, Misha Serkinov. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm more familiar with him and... He's been facing some fairly high-level competition. Not quite, you know, champions, former champions level, but, you know, contenders, right? He's been in that uh, 5'10 bubble for a while now. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking at this guy's picture on Wikipedia right now. This guy's like a Drago's little brother or something. (laughs) Yeah, he's (laughs) he's very, he's he's got a a lot of high-level experience. Speaking of Superman, oh my gosh, go go check out that picture, people. Misha Serkinov, he's wearing super pant, Superman uh, tr- shorts right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm Googling him right now. Yeah, check that wiki page. Got those Superman shorts and he's fighting Superman Span. Should be a super fight. But uh, yeah, you can pick Serkinov here. <laughs> yeah, <see> what a coincidence, <laughs> yeah. huh? It's funny how the universe yeah. does this. Like <laughs> that's, that. that's awesome. But, yeah, the weirdest thing is still that uh that uh Doctor Evil thing on uh Bruce Buffer's Instagram. Yeah, like Remember that's that? super random. <laughs> <laughs> like, is is he secretly an <laughs> evil guy? <laughs> is he doing evil shit behind the scenes? Is he? Is there is there like a hook twist <laughs> to the post that no one's seeing or? <laughs> I guess it just tripped me out because I always see that as your profile. Yeah, picture. I know. I like, what it's the like hell? what the what the hell? It's like if 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 the if life is a game, someone just copy and pasted this for me to trip yeah. out on. That's what I feel like. It's just, I'm gonna move this image here. See how it <laughs> Like it's so random on yeah. a thing. Like this, it seems like it's completely out of context for everything that the post was. It seemed like a serious post. Yeah. <laughs> 
It made no mention <laughs> yeah, of Doctor Evil. No references, no quotes or wording of any kind. It, it was just there for the sake of he's like, oh, you know what? I like Doctor Evil. Just in the back of his mind, and he's like, <laughs> and he was like off center. He wasn't all the way on the yeah. Left. It was, it was really. I was like, why is this here? It's like the intern was like, I know that I overheard I was getting fired. So I got to I gotta fuck with his post and just put Dr. Evil in here. And then and then he after that, he, he leaves at the end of the day, oh, managing Bruce so Buffer's uh, Instagram page. Someone right. Bruce Buffer yeah. asked what the hell that was about. Please. Yeah, that was, that was very confusing. I'm, I'm wondering. Every, Please let me know if you guys see it. <laughs> if he's a fan of, what if, if he's just, just a fan of Austin Powers, and he's like, "Hell yeah, throw it in there," then hell yeah, I'm down. <laughs> it's just very confusing. <laughs> what if it's just us, man? What if we're the only ones that see it? We ask other people. There's nothing. There. Yeah, it's just, bro, it's right fucking there. <laughs> <laughs> it, it absolutely was. I mean, did he? Maybe he like deleted it and real uplo- uploaded a normal one. <laughs> No, no, I don't want that, man. What's that effect called? <laughs> yeah, effect? something like that. Don't trip me out harder, man. No, Just no, I'm gonna, there. I'm gonna look on Bruce Buffer right now. Do it if it's still there, man. Then, then the universe is okay. But I don't know what happened, man. How long ago was that? Some kind of glitch in the matrix. Um, not too long ago, a few days. I don't know how often he posts. The guy's always posting pictures of himself shouting into a microphone. Glorious. <laughs> Five days ago. Kind of. And then yet, I think it was saying something like, thank you for one million followers. Okay, yeah, here it is. February 25th. Thank you for one million followers. It seems like a regular normal post, but Dr. Evil is for no reason in the bottom <laughs> left corner. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like... Fucking hilarious, man. It's like an eight-second loop, and then you swipe, and then it's just a picture of Bruce Buffer doing his thing. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> why? <laughs> why? I, I mean... I'm just as confused <laughs> as you, man. <laughs> I would I would like to oh, know why you. someone decided to put Dr. Evil in there, because... <laughs> <laughs> it's the most random shit ever, and it's your exact... <laughs> yeah, it's picture. like... Same color, same shade, It was literally like everything. someone just Googled Dr. Evil and they're like, yeah, fuck it, why not? It's my last day. <laughs> Holy shit, man. That's good shit. Yeah, that's... Man, maybe if we get a loud enough voice, Bruce will answer us for it. Like, Yo, man, can we go back for <laughs> yeah, a second? You remember what February 25th? 100 million followers <laughs> or 100 whatever, the 1 million follower mark? Uh we got to ask million. him, Dear God. the hell was that about, bro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's not that big yet. Who knows? He got that big. But anyway, yeah. That, All right, man. That, that was just the most random-ass <laughs> shit I've ever seen on yeah. the interwebs. <laughs> I, I, I just, I felt life, I felt like life. <laughs> yeah, like, I glitched in the Matrix. Like, like, <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Why is this here? Like, what someone woke up three days later. <laughs> And not remembering anything, and they're they're just like, wait a minute, Bruce Buffer is evil. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> Let's move into this main event. Holy shit, good shit. Uh, welterweight one seventy number three, Leon Rocky Edwards comes back finally. 
after being held back from COVID so so long. I don't know if he got it, but uh, yeah, that's what's been yeah. holding him back. Restrictions, travel, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, against number 13, Bilal, remember the name Muhammad. Now, this guy creeped up on my radar, but he's on a four-fight win streak, yeah. and he looks pretty serious. Yeah, eight pretty of his last nine, content. Jeff Neal is his only loss. Two four streaks. And Jeff Neal is hell of a fighter, too. Um, yeah, so here we go. Leon Edwards, Bilal Muhammad have seen uh, a little bit of both guys, um, but the paper stats here, Leon Edwards, 50% finish rate, Bilal only 10 percent but he's a I think he's a marauder he just comes at you with uh another one of those fighters that weaponized yeah, pace yeah they she's gonna exhaust you yeah walk you <clears throat> uh in terms of striking absorption um Bilal does take 43 oh sorry uh, four strikes per minute uh compared to Edwards two strikes per minute and striking defense, pretty much the same there. Accuracy, takedown accuracy, pretty much the same. And uh, takedown defense, Bilal, 14% more than uh, Leon, 70%. So Bilal's at 84%. Both guys are very well-rounded. You know, if you if you watch these guys fight, I'm sure yeah. if people have seen Leon fight and Bilal fight. You know, these guys are ranked guys. So, uh, yeah, both guys are hard fighters. I, I uh, personally think this is a big step for Bilal and I'm glad that Leon's coming back he's gonna help remind everyone how serious he is yeah. you know he's still reeling off that uh unofficial loss to Jorge Masvidal everybody always kicks him <laughs> yeah <laughs> poor he, guy <laughs> just sitting in the back and eating his three-piece and soda yeah the entire <laughs> time everyone's been watching fights and every time they look back, they're like, <laughs> three pieces. <laughs> yeah, <so> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He he, he had a he had a catchy catchphrase. <laughs> Solid knockouts. Mm -hmm. Masvidal skyrocketed. I mean, uh, that's that's uh, arguably less than an eight fight win streak. And I yeah. mean, recent uh, right. inactivity. You know, travel restrictions. He was wanting to fight Woodley, I'm pretty sure. Comes yeah, a few was... times. I really hope he comes mm -hmm. back, but that's another discussion. I mean, I'm yeah, just glad I'm to waiting, see Edwards. Waiting on I'm just glad to see Edwards back, right? And he's he's not the most entertaining type of fighter, but he's he gets the job done every time. Yeah, he he, he exactly. plays the right game plan. You know, like uh, 259, we saw many. You know, excellent game plans executed, and mm -hmm. I think uh, I think that's what we're yeah. gonna see. So, so someone's gonna yeah, die. I mean, it, these guys are both dominators. I mean, yeah, exactly, right? They they're both their game plan is to win the fight wherever it goes, right? It's it's about winning the striking, it's about winning the grappling position, things like that. I mean, it's gonna go one way or the other, I think, and I'm just leaning towards uh, Edwards. Same here. Same here, man. I think Leon, you know, he's just, he's been waiting on a coming out party. I don't know if uh, Bilal will be that, uh, that, that uh, boost that helps him. But, you know, as long as he gets the activity in there, obviously it's something to consider. Bilal, he's uh, been more active. He fought in 
fought this year, February. Yeah. And then he got a fight in and during the pandemic times. So we'll see. We'll see if uh, ring rust is a factor. But uh, I think Leon, you know, he's been itching to get back. Yeah, in there, I think so. he'll. I mean, twenty-five minutes. He's he's done that before. Definitely, mm-hmm. but yeah. you never know with that ring rust, right? Dominic Cruz says it doesn't exist, but I mean, I. That's <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's <laughs> another he's another type of uh, animal entirely. But yeah, I, yeah, I think he'll get it done. I think. Uh, I think split decision. Blah Muhammad is definitely, you know, a solid fighter. I just think that 25 minutes will uh, be this way. Bilal might win a round or two in the first uh, two or three. Mm-hmm. So you see Leon just uh, skating away with the UD. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go say split just because uh, inactivity makes me want to take the <laughs> safe bet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on that note, uh, in your view, is he finally getting the title shot, Uncle Dana? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Come if he on. wins this, Edwards, going on here? I'm pretty sure either of these guys has a strong argument on a win. Yeah, at this point, at this point, I'm like the the promo ability of Covington, and then everybody's on Masvidal's nuts, even though he's like, we don't know what's going to yeah. go on, and it's just like, let's get the picture going. Yeah, like if go. Burns lost, let's go. If Edwards wins, his absolute next fight has to be a title shot. There's no arguing that. It's got to be. But if Bilal wins, and he he very well might, there's no saying he won't. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that is arguable with his next fight being a title shot because I'm pretty sure they'll go with the Masvidal. For sure. Yeah, man. Edwards. Let's go. Coming out party. I mean, I, I don't know your odds against Usman, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for you. Yeah, yeah. To I get mean, there. <laughs> maybe we'll see so much growth in the last uh, year and a half or so that he's been gone. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, man, let us uh, close that out. Uh, that is our predictions for UFC Vegas 21. Ed- Edwards. Wait, what? What? Edwards? And Muhammad. <laughs> yeah, I was... <laughs> My bad. Oh, yeah, there you go, people. Uh, Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Late night. Uh, Here we go, though. Uh, We'll see you guys uh, next week, hopefully on the 18th. Today is March 11th. Uh, That closes out this episode, episode 7. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Throblo, for always joining. And, uh, yeah, respect, everybody. Hey, thank you so much for listening in on today's episode of the Hespect MMA podcast. If you'd like to connect with me and discuss your own responses over anything MMA-related, come follow my Instagram or Twitter at HespectMMAPod. And for those of you listening in via YouTube, remember to hit that like and subscribe button to show some continued love and support. Appreciation to you, and tune on in the next episode. Much respect.